With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. One of the men with the most interesting job at the moment in terms of sport in New Zealand is uh, Rob Waddell, of course, legend of, of rowing, legend of Olympics himself, uh, multiple winner of uh, Halberg Awards, and uh, of course with the America's Cup team as well. So he's a bit of an all-rounder, but his role at the moment is, uh, is a really interesting one and a pretty tough one as well. He's the chef de mission, of course, for uh, our Olympic team in Tokyo. He's had the role since 2012, two Commonwealth Games involved there, uh, Rob uh, also the Olympics at Rio uh, and now Tokyo. Uh, how different is Tokyo, mate? Uh, to be fair, uh, what we're hearing, uh, it's almost like everyone's on tender hooks over there. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Well, I guess um, not, nice to connect in. And look, every every games is, is different. It's a, the only way of describing it, really. I think uh, there's always curveballs with a role like this. You just don't know what they're going to be and when they're going to turn up. And this one had the biggest curveball ever was that the games had been postponed. So that took a fair bit of getting used to for everyone and some 18 months of, of working through that. Not until Christmas, obviously, a huge amount of uncertainty for people as to whether it was even going to go ahead. Uh, I guess it's always been uncertain how it would unfold. And, and we, we, you know, no one's held a, a Olympic Games in the middle of a global pandemic before. So things aren't perfect. But look, we're, we're charging on. We're, we're doing everything we want to do. Uh, we're settled in now and we're welcoming teams in. And fingers crossed, things are going just fine to this point for the New Zealand team. So we get these, um, the impression we, we hear the Czech volleyball player overnight uh, and alternate for the US gymnastics team is also tested positive. Uh, we're sort of getting the, the impression over here that it's not sounding too good, but you're saying it's not as bad as that. We always thought that COVID would come into the village at some point. There's just too much of it happening around the world for it not to. And it's quite interesting, the reaction. A lot of the countries that have been living with this for, it's just part of their everyday life and how they're trying to cope with it. It's it's not, not such a big deal. Um, and they're just getting on with it. Obviously, it's a concern. It's something we watch really, really closely, as, as every, every nation does. But we can only control the controllables, which for us is to stick to our bubble, do our job, um, really well with the three simple things we're telling our athletes, which is keeping your hands really clean um, and hygiene generally, face masks and, and social distancing. Now, the social distancing gets more and more challenging as people come to the village, but there are some common sense things, things we can do. And yeah, I mean, our team just excited to be competing in and you know, we're, we're all hoping to get to the start line in good shape. Rob, obviously, you, you know, you, you, as you say, you're, you're involved and you're looking inwards towards the team and, and their preparations as, as such. How aware of you of, of the general mood of the public 
of Japan and you know we're hearing and seeing vision of, of protests etc and a groundswell of, of feeling perhaps that it shouldn't actually happen uh, how how aware are the athletes of that yeah well, there's certainly been a, a range of sentiment I think across Japan and you've seen that with some of the teams just in the things I've heard and experienced uh, and not just with the New Zealand team, but I guess more broadly you do hear of some other nations where they seem to be really welcome in some parts of Japan and maybe not so much in others. And I guess we just feel very privileged that they're still holding the games in and everyone is working hard, it looks like. Uh, certainly the nations we sell, we talk to closely to keep these standards high to make sure we're not part of the problem uh, and, and making things worse. So we're very aware of the health of the Japanese public. We're very aware of our own teams. Um, and and just you know getting on and trying to make the job happen. So aware of what's happening and very conscious of it. And I guess and within the village, we certainly feel like there's there's goodwill amongst all the, the contractors and Japanese staff that are here yeah. to help us uh, and, and, to, and to get the games off the ground. You've been in many Olympic villages, you, you know uh, that's half of uh, outside of the competing of it, uh, the camaraderie the mixing, you know the experience that you get from um, uh, an Olympic village is something the athletes say you'll never ever forget. Uh, how different is it this time around with the precautions that are being taken, the atmosphere in the village and the mixing uh, you know, and, and that camaraderie with the other nations it's, it's definitely different and it would be uh, inaccurate not to say it's a, it's a pity it can't happen like even uh, a couple of days ago I went to the NPC the main media centre and you drive past these incredible venues the gymnastics venue the swimming venue and you, and you realise you know there's not going to be any crowds in there there's not going to be the masses of people milling around them and so uh, I guess at an Olympic level um, at a, inside the village yeah, it is a pity that that, that won't happen it's going to be a very different games experience there's no doubt about it but it is still going to be an amazing experience it's still an incredible thing to represent the New Zealand team to to represent your country to come over here to do this and I guess the thing for our athletes then is that the field of play hasn't changed at all that's still the same and nothing will be any different there. You've got the, the same tough opposition. You're still going to face the fire. The blowtorch will still come on, and uh, those games will happen. So that's something that the athletes are definitely really excited about. And I know for athletes coming to the team, look, we're really cautious and kind on around us. Make no mistake about that. But they are also very excited to be lining up and looking forward to competing. So no crowds, which uh, you know means they're devoid of uh, any atmosphere. They have to generate their own. The athletes, which uh, is an amazing. So. If I'm an athlete, um, I've competed in my event, you know, I'm done and dusted in that regard. What is your protocol that do I get out of Dodge? Do I come home on the first plane available? Am I able to stay in the village? Am I, am I because I'm part of a, a, a bubble around athletes, am I allowed to go and support my teammates in any capacity? Yeah, well, the latter, unfortunately not. They've been really clear on that, that they're just trying to cut down all movements possible. So, again, that's a really hard thing for us to come to grips with in the team, that we can't all go, you know, charge around and, and have big numbers of people supporting these different events and these, these wonderful Kiwis doing their thing. Uh, there may be reasons why we need to have staff, medical, physio and other go to these different places, uh, but we certainly can't do it en masse, so that's, that's tricky. Uh, but, look, in terms of when the game's when each person's event finishes, uh, they they do have to leave within 48 hours. They have to leave the village. So logistically, of course, that presents 
challenges for us, but it's nothing we haven't been working through for the last year <laughs> and, uh, and working really closely with government and and to make sure that the the team the team can come back into the country and come back in safely. So the, there aren't the same number of commercial flights that you might uh, expect if, in, in normal times. So our team are having to go into different um, timings of when they stay in hotels here to when they they come back home. And obviously, as you can imagine, it depends on how far through your competition you go. We've uh, we've fact that all our teams going all the way through the gold medal match in is, is we, we always would back ourselves and uh, and we hope they do but there might be occasions where teams finish earlier than anticipated and they they have to have to leave the village within 48 hours and then they will go into a, a hotel to hold for a few days before they can come back to New Zealand. Rob Waddell uh, online with us, folks. Uh, of course, the chef de mission in, in Tokyo, and an unenviable job, I think, on this occasion. Just listening to the logistical side of things, Rob. The the opening ceremony is uh, on Friday. It's a really special time for any athlete, but given the lack of crowds and the risk of, of the virus, how many Kiwis will attend? Yeah, we're still getting that exact number from sports because they're uh, finalising their planning and also. As you can imagine, the, because of this rule around when people can come in and when they can leave the village, it, it really reduces the number of people that might normally be available. So we think we think we'll have a a, a few people marching, but it's not going to be a big number, um, purely just by the fact that uh, some are competing the next day or that they are, uh, you know, simply not there. So. But we will we'll, we'll, we'll have a team marching, and I know our two flag bearers are, are upbeat about it. They're looking forward to it. And we've, as you do, you try and work through the detail to make sure that they're going to be safe and that we can get back there, get them back in good time to ensure that they are not on their feet too long and that they're ready to go for whatever's around the corner for them. So no, we're looking forward to it. It just might not be our biggest uh, contingent ever to walk into the stadium. Yeah, I think everything's going to be different, uh, and I think we've got to get used to that as home to uh, in in terms of being a, a spectacle. Rob, hey, look, thanks very much. I know you're in a Extremely busy guy. You're on tender hooks every time the phone rings. I, I guess, um, but please, if you can, uh, enjoy the occasion. I, you know, so experienced this, this damn deal, but this will be even for you something entirely different. And I think the most important thing, mate, is to stay safe and healthy. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks. Yeah, no, we're definitely enjoying it. We're working hard, and like I say, the athletes are really, really excited about lining up. It's been a long time with the the break in international competition and. A lot of these athletes haven't been able to, to do what they normally do, so they're really excited. They're looking forward to it. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.